Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets. I am so happy to be joined this week by my dear friend, my longtime co-host and the creator of SimplyRebecca.com, Rebecca Hoffer. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Good. It's so good to see your smiling face today. I know. We were just saying it's been a hot minute since we recorded together. So I'm really happy to be sitting here chatting with you about something that I think my face already hurts from smiling and we haven't, we just now hit record. How? <laughs> I told my mom what we were going to be recording about today and she's like, okay, well, yep, that's you. That fits. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably know because you hit play on this episode that we're talking all things silly this week on Sort of Awesome. I was inspired by a past episode that I recorded with Kelly. Rebecca, I was unprepared for how far back in the Sort of Awesome archives. We did an episode called Keep Awesomes Weird, which was kind of inspired by Austin, Texas's whole city motto of Keep Austin Weird. We did Keep Awesomes Weird. Listen to me when I tell you that that episode, 107, was in August of 2017. (laughs) That's crazy. We've been doing this so long that our own podcast is making us feel old. (laughs) It's true. I think that's a sign of success. Good job, Meg. (laughs) Thank you for that. 2017 feels like so long ago, but I am going to link to that episode in the show notes because I believe that episode holds up to the test of time. So anyway, I just thought that was so fun. And something happened to me in the past year where I had like one of those realization moments where I just laughed at myself so much and felt so silly. I'll save that story for later in the episode. But yes, we're talking all things silly. Rebecca and I have some things to share with you guys, either things that we've done or found ourselves saying that we're just like, oh my gosh, I feel so silly right now. Also, some things that we might really like love that other people might find silly, but frankly, we do not care. We're going to talk about some of that. And we asked the awesomes for some of your silliness. So we will be sharing silliness from the awesome nation as well. All of that coming up today on Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. If you have been looking for a community of women that you can connect with that are going to support you no matter what age or stage of life you're in, I'm really happy to tell you that you've come to the right place. We would love for you to connect with us outside of your podcast app. So wherever you're listening right now, we are so happy you're listening. Maybe you're even watching us on YouTube. Come and join us in one of our social media communities because that is absolutely where the real awesome magic happens, especially Rebecca, as you know, this time of year, I open up Facebook, go directly to the hangout as is my habit. And it's just like all summer, all the time. People are traveling and they need feedback. They need recommendations. They need logistics support, all of that. People are navigating life at home with their kids. I mean, there's just like all the summer stuff you could possibly need. We're there for each other. 
I also for am like, sure. hmm, I've got some questions for the awesomes. <laughs> We're all in there all day posting and helping each other. So come over to Facebook and search uh, Sword Awesome Hangout, or we have a link in the show notes for you where you can find us over there or come find us on Instagram. We're adding some awesome to your Instagram feed every day on Instagram at Sword Awesome Show. So Rebecca and I do have lots of silliness to get into later in the episode. But Rebecca, first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you are new to Sword Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever's making life just a little bit more awesome right now. It could be a book or a movie, a podcast, a product, a TV show, a recipe, something that's bringing that gold sparkle to our days. Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? Okay, well, I have been holding on to my awesome of the week for quite a while. It is the Caden crossbody bag from Universal Thread that you can find at Target. Okay. This is only $25, and I've been using it for about a year, and I really love it. Now, it is not a fanny pack. It is like a crossbody bag purse and i know okay. that like fanny packs they've been like dubbed like cross body bags this is a purse that you can use like cross body with the strap so this is a good alternative for those who maybe are not quite ready to adopt the trend of the fanny pack <laughs> yes okay look so just to make a distinction because the fanny pack has evolved once it came back into style a couple of years ago so it went from that to now, now people are wearing them and calling them front packs, which I saw a ton of when I was traveling with my daughter earlier this month. I think they really are so great for travel, but it's like the fanny pack style, but you wear it, but it's like right on your body, like the front yes. pack. Yes. Like it's your purse, yes. but you're right baby across wearing the chest. it. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> okay. This is not that. Instead, it is a small purse and it has a strap that is intended to go across the body. So here's the story as to why I started using and loving this purse. Last year, I was trying to find a new purse. I am not a purse person. I have been using the same purse I got like on discount forever and ever and ever. My friends and family hated that purse and I just continued to use it. And it was like the smallest little thing. It was awful. I finally threw it away, but maybe I should have like put it in a keepsake box because it was like that much of a token of Rebecca. <laughs> I am trying to imagine what a purse could do to offend friends and family. <laughs> like how bad was it? Did they not like it because you couldn't find anything in it or it was just like they were like honey no it's time to upgrade it's time to elevate i think honey no. i up. mean it was okay. green so that was part of it it was green and it was like i don't even know i'll have to see if i can find pictures of it <laughs> <laughs> it was bad so anyway i had some credit on stitch fix and i was trying to find a replacement bag i was like it's time so i ordered two different options And I polled my Instagram followers on my stories, which one they liked best. And I got a lot of feedback. I should return both of them. (laughs) But frankly, they were right. I had a smaller purse that was really more of a clutch. Once I put some stuff in it, it just wasn't big enough for even my most basic of things. And I was used to a small purse. I was a small purse girl, and it still was just too small. And then the larger purse, 
it actually was a tote bag. It was like way bigger than I anticipated. It was too much. I didn't want to carry around a tote bag. So an awesome Carrie, she reached out to me. She says, I'm not a purse person either, but I find myself sometimes wearing and using this crossbody bag from Target and it kind of completes the outfit. She says like, I feel slightly dressed up rather than just having my keys and my phone stashed in my pockets. And it's not high fashion, but it looks like I cared a smidge. And I was like, perfect. That's what I'm going for. I just need to look like I cared a smidge. So now this is small. It's not huge by any means, but I have a demo. Look, it fits my rather small notebook that I use for my bullet journal. So it fits that. It fits my Kindle. I had so many people asking me, Rebecca, how do you carry a book with you if it's not going to fit in your purse? I never had a purse big enough to fit a book or a Kindle in it before. So this is like life changing. And there's still so much stuff in there. Anyway, I really, really like it. I feel like it's a great casual go-to carry stuff around with you purse. This color is the cognac color, which is like a leather brown, but it also comes in black, olive green, leopard print, and white. And it's available at Target for just $25. Nice. I love a crossbody bag. It's my very favorite style of purse. And I have had many through the years, but I'm always looking for another one. And the price point, honestly, cannot be beat. So great find. Thank you. And thank you to Carrie for the recommendation. She saved the day. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. We'll have links in the show notes for that. If you guys want to go check it out as well. My awesome of the week, I kind of, I feel sheepish. I feel apologetic in doing this because I am doing back-to-back Netflix show (laughs) recommendations as awesome of the week. What is I can't help it. Going on with you and Kelly this year. This is like the year of television. Are we in the golden era of TV again? What is happening? Well, Kelly does keep saying that. She's like, there's just so much good TV. Like last week on this show, she was saying that. And it is true. And I had a Netflix show last week, Never Have I Ever, season four. And I'm apologetic, but also not sorry, because truly my awesome of the week this week. I love it so much. It is the show Queer Eye and it's season seven Mm, of Queer Eye, which just came out last month on Netflix. So do you watch Queer Eye, Rebecca? I don't know. We never really talk Netflix shows. Okay, I don't. Now I know that originally it was on TLC or something, right? Bravo, back in the day. Okay. Yes. I have not had full cable access ever in my life. (laughs) There was like a lot of shows I did not watch because I literally did not have access to them. And then when they did like the reboot of it, I just didn't jump on that train. Okay. Well, I did watch the original Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I want to say it was the early 2000s when that show came on and it was on Bravo. And I've just kind of been hit or miss with the Queer Eye reboot on Netflix. But the timing was just right that I have been just a variety of things, including traveling, which it kind of helps me take my mind off my travel stress whenever I can watch shows or whatever. Plus, I had a hotel room to myself and I was just like, that's it. I'm catching up on all of the television. (laughs) So yeah, that was so fun. But anyway, Queer Eye season seven is out. Like I said, just came out last month. And so we have our whole returning cast, the Fab Five. We have 
food and wine expert, Anthony. We've got fashion stylist, Tan, grooming guru, Jonathan, interior designer, Bobby, and culture and lifestyle kind of specialist, I guess you could say, Karamo. And they are back. And this time they're in New Orleans. So it, there's like such a fun party atmosphere from the beginning. In fact, the first episode of season seven, they make over the boys of Lambda Chi Alpha fraternity, which this is not a crossover that I ever thought I would see, but it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And I think that's the magic of Queer Eye is it pairs together this Fab Five with people that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And then that's when this incredible dynamic unfolds. And of course, the thing about a lot of these makeover shows that makes it work is that you get to know the person's story. I mean, that's sort of like the formula for all of the makeover shows, right? Whether it's this or I can't even think of other <laughs> makeover shows like Extreme, Extreme Makeover. makeover. <laughs> I mean, going back to that show was wild. <laughs> I know it's true. It's true or what not to wear kind of shows. Okay, that's a better example. <laughs> yeah. I remember back when I used to watch Oprah on her talk show in the afternoons when I was a kid, a teenager in college and watching the makeover shows were always my favorite. But you get to know people's stories and like how they found themselves in these sort of ruts that they're in, right? Like that's what makes it interesting. Maybe you bought a green purse on discount and then it's the only purse you used for like 15 years. <laughs> For example, right? Like theoretically. <laughs> I mean, theoretically. <laughs> so yes. So the New Orleans stories in season, everything, like all of the stories are very touching. There's everyone from, like I said, the these fraternity boys. There's a guy who's like an urban farmer. And there's another guy who owns a deli and he's kind of like scruffy and rough around the edges. There's a school principal. My favorite story of the season, there's a woman who was incarcerated under extremely sus circumstances decades ago. And she's like a mom of five, I think, and missed her children's growing up years. And now she runs like a charity, like nonprofit thrift store rehabilitation thing. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry thinking about it. It was such a powerful episode. The, all of the episodes are good, but I have to say, I've kind of dabbled in and out of Queer Eye since the Netflix reboot. This is by far my favorite season of Queer Eye yet. Like all of the stories are so powerful. So it was really awesome this week. I loved watching it. And Daisy watched it too. We didn't watch it together. We watched it separately. And so then we would like talk and compare our reactions to the different people's stories and how it all turned out and stuff. So that's, oh, really that's good. so I fun. Yeah. So if you are looking for something good to watch, apparently I'm on Netflix's payroll now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm covert marketing for Netflix because it's been so many awesomes. But truly, this one was really good. And if you have watched it, I would love to hear your thoughts on it too. So those are awesomes of the week for Rebecca and myself, we would love to hear what is awesome in your life. Come and find us over in the Hangout group. We talk about Awesome of the Week every single Friday there. Or come find us on Instagram. We would love to hear all about what's awesome in your life on Instagram. It's sort of awesome show. So Rebecca and I are about to open up the old silly bank and see what's inside and see what we can share with you. Little confession style, especially for me. 
the things I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) The silly from the awesomes. We've got all of that coming up when we come right back. Hi, friends. You guys know I don't mind getting personal with you. In fact, would you like to know what deodorant I'm wearing right now at this very minute? I'm happy to tell you that it is the invisible cream in the scent Lavender Sage from Lumi. Lumi is whole body deodorant. It's the first of its kind. It is seriously safe, you guys, to use anywhere on your body. So yes, under your arms, but also your thigh folds, belly buttons, feet, and beyond. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how just totally normal body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. Lumi is aluminum-free, it's baking soda-free, and it's paraben-free. And you can choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents like lavender. Lavender Sage, which is my favorite. They also have brand new scents like minted cucumber and soft powder. Their products are also available unscented for the no scent girlies out there. Check out Lumi with Lumi's starter pack. It's perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, the invisible cream, the one I love, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes. And guess what, you guys? Free shipping. As a special offer just for you awesomes, you can get $5 off of your Lumi starter pack with code awesome at lumideodorant.com. That's $5 off of your Lumi starter pack at Lumi, that's L-U-M-E, lumideodorant.com when you use code awesome. Go check it out and tell me your favorite Lumi scent. I want to hear everything. Okay, we are back and Rebecca and I are talking all things silly this week on Sorta Awesome and just celebrating the fine art of silliness, silliness in ourselves, silliness in others. There's so much to appreciate. Rebecca, the realization I had that made me think like this could be on the show. I like to think I'm a fairly educated person. I kind of have a sense of this planet that we live on. I was unprepared for how much of an actual ding dong I am when it comes to (laughs) geography, especially geography outside of the United States. Although sometimes in the United States, I get a little (laughs) tripped up too. Last fall, as you may remember, the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth passed away. In the like day leading up to that news coming out, there was like all this coverage, all this news coverage and like the family is coming in. And I remember them showing like a car, I think it had Prince William at the time, Prince Charles kind of pulling up. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, they got there so fast. I would have thought they would have taken like a helicopter or a boat because she was at her castle in Scotland. And I was thinking that they, you know, would be like, it would take them so long to get there. And then I was like, you know what, I'm actually, I'm curious about like, how long would that trip be? And then I had to face the fact that I'm an idiot and forgot slash never knew maybe that England and Scotland are two countries on the same island. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually stupid. Like, I felt so... I felt so silly because... This is literally my heritage. Like, you know, a lot of people (laughs) of the white variety in the United States are like, oh, you know, I'm like Scotch, Irish or whatever. I mean, I literally am. My family, I have on my dad's side books of genealogy with like 
where our our home counties and, and places are in Ireland and Scotland. And I had it in my mind. I know Ireland is a separate island and I had it in my mind. Scotland was too. And also, as you may know, Rebecca, one of my favorite fiction universes of all time is Harry Potter. And this is a, a spoiler for anybody. <laughs> can't spoil something that's decades old. Um, you know, Harry and the Weasleys, they go off to school at Hogwarts, which is in Scotland, and they get there by train. And in my mind, I think from London, they go from London to Hogwarts by train. The students do okay, of yeah, Hogwarts. Right. I think in my mind, I thought that it was like a magic train that just like went over the water <laughs> to get to <laughs> Scotland. And I was like, so like this is the... <laughs> Where did you think it was? I thought it was like, like out- off the coast of England, you know, oh. just up there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I Like my face is getting is red tricky. all over again. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Geography is yes. tricky. I actually have a story related to this. This isn't even my own like silliness, but it's kind of related in the fact that geography is tricky and not to throw anybody under the bus, but we'll call this person Tate. So my friend, <laughs> <laughs> this person, you know, named Tate. Okay. <laughs> my friend, my very close buddy, Tate. <laughs> When we were in lockdown during the pandemic, I don't know how this came up, but we were talking about Antarctica and he legit thought that there were people living in regular community there the same way that we do here, as in going to stores like the equivalent of Target and like the library and elementary schools. And I said, Tate, (laughs) I was like, are you serious right now? It's insanely cold there. Like people live there who are doing research, like scientists live there. He's like, well, yeah, I know that. I'm like, but they're not raising their families there. They're not going to church on Sunday. We had to pull up YouTube documentary footage of Antarctica for this 40-year-old man to realize that it's not like a thriving community there. I wonder if he was like thinking of Iceland or something where people live, like that's a place that people live. Like maybe he just got confused mm-hmm. or he that's was like- generous. <laughs> I did ask him, I was like, hey, if this comes up today on the podcast, because I told him what we were recording about, do you mind if I share it? And for those of you who haven't picked up on this, my husband's name is Nate. So anyway, he gave me permission and I replied back, are you sure? It's really embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good old Tate Nate. geography is tricky. It's so tricky. (laughs) My gosh, this was so impactful on me. I remember specifically where I was. I was sitting in the parents' area of the twins were taking karate, and I was sitting there and I was like looking it up on my phone. And I remember being so embarrassed just to myself in that moment, (laughs) just like nobody knew, nobody would have ever had to know this if I didn't tell it. But I was like, oh my gosh, I am so silly. I cannot believe I did not realize 
same island, different countries. So yes. The other silly thing that comes to mind that I did just like a couple of weeks ago, again, thankfully I was by myself, even have to tell this story, but I had taken some laundry to our local laundromat to do the wash and fold service. And I picked it up and I'd gone in with just my wallet. Speaking of like the whole purse conundrum, when you're running around and you have just like your keys in your wallet or whatever in your phone. So I had gone in with just my keys in my wallet, gotten the laundry, and then opened the back of the Suburban, put everything in there, closed it. And then I was going to go through McDonald's to pick up lunch for the kids. So I go through, make the order, pull up to the window. I'm just like messing on my phone, you know, like you do in the drive through And I go to get my wallet and I'm like, where's my wallet? And I didn't have it there. I usually have it like in little console. And so I was like, the person's waiting for the money. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Where's my wallet? I bet it's in the laundry basket. And so I had to pop the back of the Suburban in the drive-thru line at McDonald's, pop the back of the Suburban, go back there, dig into the laundry basket. Thankfully, it was in the laundry basket. But I was, you know, of course, it's like lunchtime at McDonald's. It's, there's tons of people. And I'm just like, don't mind me, everybody. I can't keep track of my stuff. They probably didn't even know what you were doing. They're just like, nor did they probably she, even notice they were like, probably on their phones. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Oh, probably. So that was a moment. I was feeling very silly, but also very thankful that it was just in, well, the, yes. in the trunk and that I didn't like leave it somewhere because I don't have a yes. reliable purse like the one that I obviously need to know, <laughs> now go get from Target. So... What are some silly things that came to mind for you? Some silly things you've done or thought or realized that you're like, oh my gosh, silliness. Okay, so just recently, my niece came over to pick out nail polish colors to wear to her eras. Eras, I'm saying it right, right? Now I'm having a silly moment. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're talking about the same thing, the eras tour. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> English is hard. So she wanted to do her nails in all the different colors to represent the different albums. And so she came over, came to my house. Aunt Rebecca has the hookup. Oh, yeah. And so she came over, right? Yes. And I wanted to set the mood. I wanted to play some music that was giving off the right vibe. So I decided to play a One Direction CD. I thought that seemed good. And yes, I said CD. I'm a digital grandma that I still have a CD player in my kitchen. Wow. Okay. Yeah, All right. Use a lot. So I don't have any Taylor Swift. So anyway, I put this One Direction CD on. I thought this feels like that kind of vibe. I hit shuffle on the CD player. My niece comes over. She picks out the colors. We're talking about the tour. And then after a while, she comments, she says, we've been listening to the same song over and over and over again. <laughs> Meg, she was at my house for two and a half hours oh my before God. he realized that we were playing the same One Direction song over oh my and, gosh. Over and over again. That is hysterical. Was it just like on repeat on one song, just the one track? Or was the CD itself just one song, like a single? No, I had accidentally just shuffled 
the one song, which I didn't even know that I could do again, Digital Grandma. Like, how did I mess this up? Oh my gosh. For two and a half hours? Yes. And then my niece was like, well, you know, at first I was like, I think I might have heard this. Oh, the song is around again. And then she's like, well, I guess One Direction songs all kind of sound a little bit like... <laughs> Not the One but, Direction like, slander <laughs> right in Aunt, Aunt Rebecca's kitchen. <laughs> but not that long ago, we had had a birthday party at our house, and I put in Harry's latest Harry's House CD again because I own Harry's latest CD, our latest album on CD, and I had shuffled it to repeat over and over and over again. So I had just recently done that, and I thought, well, this is a good tactic. <laughs> digital grandma to, sh- to repeat CDs. I will say another moment that was a little bit alarming is there is a reference to some like bodily fluids in some of the lyrics of Harry's songs. And we were sitting with all of my in-laws sitting in my living room and this song comes on and there's a lull in conversation. And I was like, so loudly, they are going to hear this really crass reference <laughs> in this. So I just like started coughing <laughs> <laughs> to try to cover up the lyrics. <laughs> I'm sure you were panicked. Like you're thinking like, what can I do? Do I just throw myself on the floor? Do I, what do I, do I just scream <laughs> some kind of distraction? It was so quiet at that moment. I was like, this is terrible. So anyway, I need to maybe stop trying to shuffle CDs like everybody else in the world (laughs) has long let go of that tradition because it's just not working anymore. This is amazing. I love that in the world of Spotify, Apple Music, all of the things that you're like, no, I will maintain my CD purity. And in this Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, and in our house, we will play the CDs. <laughs> I know, maybe that should have gone on the confessions episode. I'm probably going to get roasted pretty bad, but. <laughs> okay, so another thing that I can get roasted for, another very silly moment, is about a year ago, I have a friend who is also a social media influencer. Her name is Donna. She took a trip to Disney and she was posting photos of her trip online. And one of the photos really confused me because she was at dinner with her family at Disney at the parks, but there was somebody in the photo that she had blocked their face. Like, you know how you cover people's faces sometimes online when you don't have permission, especially kids, right? Well, Don is an influencer. And so that's something that she would totally do, like pull up an emoji or like a sticker on Instagram and cover somebody's face. And I was so confused because I didn't understand. Like, who would be sitting with her at dinner? <laughs> like who would have sat down at the table that she wouldn't have like permission to want to share their picture? So Meg, I just sent you a text of the photo. Oh gosh. Okay. I want you to look at the picture. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know what it is. Was it maybe the giant, huge Donald Duck face? (laughs) Yeah. We're going to put 
this on the video on YouTube. I will say, in your defense, it actually does look like a Donald Duck sticker that she put on somebody's face. But it's like somebody dressed in costume. Yeah, it's actually Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. It is. As you would at Disney. And like I'm telling you, I stared at this photo for way too long trying to figure out what stranger sat at their table on vacation that she doesn't want to show online. This is so weird. Also, it's not just Donald Duck in his Donald Duck clothes. He's like in a safari. Are they at the Animal Kingdom, maybe? He's like in a safari outfit. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I'm looking at it and like, in your defense, I could see how you'd be like, <laughs> what's happening in this picture? <laughs> that is so funny. I felt so silly when I realized, Rebecca, this is not an Instagram sticker. This is actually Donald Duck. <laughs> Did you ask her or did you just figure it out on your own? No, I figured it out, but it took too long. <laughs> it was embarrassing. I love all these moments of silliness that we're just like, we could have just kept them to ourselves, but no, we're here to serve the awesomes. <laughs> Speaking of the awesomes, here is a silly realization from Awesome Jennifer. She said, I thought I was good at geography. Look, here comes another geography one. But I am largely a West Coast girl with some Midwest, Southern, international experience. I haven't visited north of New York City. It was only in recent years that I realized Maine, the state of Maine, isn't just a giant peninsula that is mostly covered and surrounded by Canada. I knew Canada was above New York and Vermont and New Hampshire, but somehow America only maps especially ones growing up with those America-only puzzle maps, made it seem like Maine just sort of stuck out like Florida does all on its own. And then she said, check an America-only map to see what I mean. I was shocked to realize how wrong I was for so long. I looked at a map and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the same way. Like, I had no idea. I thought that it was just like Florida, just like out there. Wait, you too? Yeah, I did. I really did think that. that. <laughs> until like there this week. Are, <laughs> until I read this. Yes, I did. There are parts of the United States that I'm just like, I understand the Midwest and the West for the most part. I do. When it comes to the Northeast, I have no concept. I didn't know for until I was a full grown adult. And I'm going to say this out loud. And I'm still not 100% sure that it's right. That Boston is actually north of New York City. Is that true? Oh, no. I'll be honest. I get it all mixed up. I really don't know. I live in a very close area to Baltimore, Washington, D.C., New York City. I have no idea where any of them are. <laughs> okay, yeah, Boston is north, north and east of New York City. Okay, I'm looking at a map of the Northeast right now, and every single time I look at it, it's like, it's new to me all over again. So a new discovery. <laughs> yeah, basically. A new discovery on every longitude. <laughs> Literally. I'm right there with you. I also loved this is switching gears a little bit. Awesome Melanie said that she felt silly when she realized that the song Big Green Tractor is not really about a tractor. This is a country song by Jason Aldean. I don't know it, but I looked it up and just use your imagination and no. She's right. This may be a little double entendre, a little euphemism there. So I thought that was really funny, too. Last night, we were at my daughter's dance recital. And there was a group of kids that came out 
and they were dancing to the song Locomotion. Everybody's doing yeah. a brand new dance now. Okay. And they were dressed <laughs> in bib overalls and they had a red bandana around their neck. And I was like, they kind of look like train engineers. And then I said, oh, locomotion, like a locomotive. I had no idea. I never put those two together. There's even a line in the song that like references trains. And I completely missed that. I had no idea. That's what that song was about. <laughs> I would love to hear. And I think we need to start a thread in the Hangout to hear other songs that you don't realize until much later than you should like, oh, that's what the song is about. Those are always <laughs> some fun epiphanies. But we had some other silly from the awesomes. Rebecca, what else was in that yes, mix? So awesome Anna said, I was an adult when I found out that narwhals aren't just cartoon characters, but actual animals. I feel like this is a common one for people. I don't think she's alone in that one. <laughs> no, they look mythical, but they're real. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica said, every night at dinner, we do smads and glads, where we each share one good thing and one bad thing from our day. And our youngest was in kindergarten before she realized that smad wasn't a real word. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I love that. That's really cute. Okay, awesome. Kelly, not Kelly Gordon, another awesome name. Kelly said, when I was a kid, my grandpa told me that soy sauce was made from squished up bugs. And I believed that well into adulthood. <laughs> Why do the adults in our lives do these things? I do not know. <laughs> okay, this Mindy B. This is from Mindy Browse. This is so funny. Did you read this one yet? This one's my favorite. <laughs> okay. So this is from our Midlife with Mindy and Meg, sort of awesome regular Mindy Browse. So imagine her voice telling you this story. <laughs> I didn't realize that's who it was. That makes yes, it, so it makes better. it even better, right? <laughs> so Mindy you said. I didn't have her last name on the list. I didn't know. No, I just put Mindy B. But it's Mindy Rouse. Okay. <laughs> she said that she felt really silly when I learned that Justin Timberlake was a singer and not a comedian. The night he opened the Academy Awards singing Can't Stop the Feeling. And I exclaimed to my family, look, OMG, he's covering the song and he's doing really well. And then she said, my teen kids were silent. And then my son said, who do you think that is, mom? And she said, the comedian friend of Jimmy Fallon. He's always on the show doing a lot of skits. They all died laughing simultaneously, posting it on their Snapchat. <laughs> then they taught me about who Justin Timberlake really is. So now every time <laughs> I see him, I say, look at that comedian making it big singing. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my word. <laughs> I could just imagine Mindy, you know, she's like so encouraging and supportive, even if Bless his heart, Justin Timberlake. He's doing really good with that singing on stage. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't. So funny. <laughs> Got such a kick out of that. Okay, we have even more silliness for you guys coming up when we come right back. 
Okay, friends, let's take a small break to talk to the grown up awesomes who are listening because it is time to talk about one of my favorite ways to heat up those summer nights, and that is with. Foria. Foria is using all natural plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. So imagine the best orgasm or the best sex you've ever had. Now imagine that it could be even better with Foria and their products that are designed to naturally enhance and give you more access to sexual pleasure solo or with a partner. You know that I and many, many, many of our awesomes who are big Foria stands now are going to point you to go check out the arousal oil. The Awaken Arousal Oil uses CBD and warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, and helps out with discomfort. Best of all, Awaken just turns you on. And when you use it together with the sex oil, you've got the perfect combo for peak pleasure. So yes, you guys have my permission to try this. I really encourage you to go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal just for you awesomes. Get 20% off of your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash awesome, or just use code awesome at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash awesome for 20% off of your first order. Again, I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and their sex oil together. You're going to thank me later. Okay, we are back and we are talking all things silly. Rebecca and I had to take a little break during the commercials to dry our (laughs) eyes literally from cry laughing. We are the cry laughing emojis as we talk about all this (laughs) silliness today. One thing that maybe isn't quite so giggle worthy, but it is kind of like it feels silly, but something that maybe we still do. Some of us have maybe some silly superstitions that we really do believe in, or maybe if we don't like fully believe, we still just in case do the thing or little weird habits that we have. For example, there's the superstition of knock on wood, like you say yes. a thing and you're like, mm-hmm. I hope this is going to be the case, knock on wood. I don't know the origin of it, but I really fully believe knock on wood. I will find whatever <laughs> wood is close by, knock, 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 or even if there's nothing. I'll find some other substance, but the knocking has to happen to seal in the hopefulness, I guess. I don't even know where that came from, but I have to practice that. The other one that I don't really know where it came from, but I will still do it. My kids think it's so weird is, and it doesn't happen a lot, but if I do spill salt on the table, or if anybody spills salt on the table, or if I spill a little while we're baking or cooking or something, I'll throw a little pinch over the shoulder. And they're always like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't make the rules. I just know if you spill salt, you have to throw a pinch over your shoulder to keep away the bad luck. Apparently I have a lot of luck beliefs ingrained in my mind, Rebecca. It's so funny. So I'm wondering if that's like kind of connected to some of these, because we asked the awesomes, like, what are some of the other superstitions, a number of people said that they hold their breath on bridges or going through a tunnel, maybe driving past a cemetery. I've never been a big breath holder one, but that one seems pretty common. So I thought that was interesting. Let's see, what else? What did some of the awesomes say about little superstitions or little weird habits that they might have? Okay, so I don't know if this really counts as a superstition, but we're going to go with it. Kay says... 
since I can remember when writing anything, a paper for school, a note to someone, anything I wrote out by hand, I could not have just one word on a line by itself. I'd always make sure to have at least two words on a line. I've always done this because I felt sorry for the last word and I didn't want it to be alone. I don't do it with text or emails, just when the words are written out by hand. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. It she didn't want the little words to be alone. Because she felt bad. That reminds me of this little piggy. Yes. Little nursery rhyme that we would say as kids. Okay, so this little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. This little piggy had roast beef. And this little piggy had none. I always hated that. I felt so bad for the little piggy who didn't get to eat any. And so I changed the words. (laughs) So now it's this little piggy had roast beef and this little piggy said yum. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I like that. I don't even know if my kids know that that's not the way it's supposed to be. I don't know if they know the right words, but that's all I ever said to them. This little piggy said yum because I felt bad for that fictional piggy. I have a similar one and I haven't thought about this in a long time. But you know the song Rockabye Baby and the treetop? Yes. Yes. When the wind that blows. That sounds terrible. Yeah. The cradle will rock. <laughs> At the end, the baby comes down. Down cra- will come baby. Yeah. Cradle, cradle and all. I didn't like that either. As a kid, nor as an adult with my own children. So I changed the words to, down will come baby into my arms. So it was a little bit, (laughs) I made it fit, Rebecca. And so our children will go off into the mean, cruel world out there. And they'll be reciting these nursery rhymes someday. And people are going to be like, that's not how that goes. (laughs) They'll be like, yes, it is. That's how my mother sang it to me or said it to me my whole life. I going back to K's about the writing things, feeling a little silly, like a little bit superstitious. I have a thing. I don't even know if it's a superstition or just like a weird mental habit of mine. I don't know how to label this or categorize it, Rebecca. It is kind of a silly thing. I have this thing where I can't start a new, like if I need to finish doing one thing and start the next, I can't do it until the clock is on the fives. No. What? No. (laughs) Yes. This is silly, right? And weird. Like, give an example. Like, if you're cleaning up the kitchen and you want to go do a load of laundry, you can't do it no, until no. the clock is... I guess I probably wouldn't... It would be more like... I never thought about it. I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> but let's just say, like, I'm doing some email. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a break and read my book for a little bit. I would not pick up my book and start reading until the clock was on the five. <laughs> Whatever the next five was. <laughs> I know. It's weird. (laughs) But I have done this since I was a kid when I would look at my little watch and be like, okay, maybe that's why. Maybe because like when a wristwatch, like it's on the five, you can kind of clearly see what time it is. I don't know when I started doing this, but it is something I do to this day. That's starting to make more sense that if you're looking at like an analog watch and you're a little and you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to just take a 10 minute break or I'm going to I'm going to stop and do something else. You're like, well, let me just wait till it gets to like a five. Because then how else am I going to be able to tell the time how much time has gone by? 
It's so kind of weird sense. and silly. I don't know. It's but very it silly. It makes sense in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes sense in my mind. I'm like, okay, now I can go. Oh, my word. <laughs> it's like my own school bell goes off. Like, okay, now I can switch activities. But I guess the weird thing is, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, like, if you're cleaning up the kitchen, if I'm more in the moment and I'm not really paying attention to the time, then I don't do it. But... More often than not, I do check to see what the time is to wait for the next five. It's fascinating. So silly. So Melanie says, if I'm making a sandwich and I want cheese and mustard, but they can't touch, I don't know why, (laughs) but it just won't work for me if they touch. (laughs) Okay. So she's making a sandwich, but she can't have those two things touching within the sandwich. Is that the understanding? Okay. I can see that. I would not do that. I'm not that organized, I think, in my sandwich making. But maybe she's saying like, you know, like the meat's got to go in between or other sandwich fixins. Got to keep the cheese and mustard separated. When I was a kid, I ate cheese and mustard sandwiches by themselves, just like cheese and mustard on the sandwich. Nate does that. Really? I think that's also kind of strange. A cheese and mustard sandwich. He does it all the time. So Mindy also shared a superstition. She says, I twitch every time I'm walking with someone and we separate temporarily due to an item, like just like a pole or a trash can or something. And I'll avoid it if I can, because the belief is that something will come between you and that person now. And she just doesn't want that to happen. That's so interesting. I've never heard of that particular superstition. So the twins are 10, and they are both definitely in that age where they really, truly do believe the superstition of step on a crack, break your mother's back, and they're extremely worried about this. That's a traumatic one if they really believe it. Oh, no. Why are so many kids' things, like, so brutal, like falling out of trees and breaking your mother's back on accident? But Mac and I were running errands the other day, and we went to Costco and I think it was when we were in the parking lot. We were somewhere walking, jumping and like making all these crazy moves. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I can't step on any cracks. I don't want to break your back. <laughs> like, okay, it's not that serious. I'm fine. Thank it's you like for your concern. pouring through the Costco. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bless his sweetheart <laughs> out of concern for his poor decrepit mother. <laughs> hilarious oh my goodness but yeah so many of these do come from when we're kids and it's just like you just kind of start believing them i love that awesome linda marie said i believe that seeing a lizard is lucky and she said i live in the desert so i'm always looking for them i've never heard that lucky lizard but now i'm going to be on the lookout for lizards too i never see lizards in oklahoma do you guys ever have lizards just running around free in the wild? <laughs> My neighbor has a lizard. One time I went outside and she was holding a random lizard. A pet? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that was surprising. <laughs> okay, well, we have a few more silly items to discuss. We wanted to talk about just, especially Rebecca, you are our reigning queen and encourager of loving what we love. And, you know, sometimes people think that the things that we love are silly, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that when we come right back. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Okay, we are back. And Rebecca, truly, we've talked about this at length on Sort of Awesome. We've talked about it in the Superstars feed. Sometimes the things that we love, people think that they're silly. This particularly seems to happen when it's something that teenage girls or even grown women are into. It kind of gets the collective side eye of like, oh my gosh, that's so silly. I know for me, one thing that I really genuinely love that some people might think is silly is like makeup and lipstick, especially. And on the surface, like I realize it is kind of silly, but at the same time, I really do love it. And it makes me so happy. (laughs) Well, yeah. So. I mean, I feel like everything that I love is stuff that people would think is really silly from nail polish to an obsession with Harry Styles, next boy band member, romance novels. I mean, it's a pretty long repertoire of things that are easily looked down on. It's so interesting because it's like, it's almost as if like in our culture, if something isn't serious, if it is silly, then it's like not worth somebody's enthusiasm or affection or something. It needs to be dignified. Almost like it being just for kicks and silly, just for the joy of it makes it immature and therefore you're immature. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I would say that one thing that I absolutely love and cannot get enough of are puns. I think that puns are one of my most favorite things. (laughs) Yes. I got a birthday card recently from a college friend. She sent me a birthday card. The picture on the cover was a bowl of sherbet, like different kinds of ice cream. And it said, hey, shoddy, it's sherbet day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I bet you probably laughed just like that the first time you read it. Now you're thinking about it again. It's from Trader Joe's. Everybody should buy it for somebody who grew up in the 90s and the 2000s. is just absolutely hysterical. And those shirts that say, okay, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> or beach, please. Yeah. I know that you get a okay. kick okay. out of beach, please. So here's a story is that I have, I own a tank top that says on it, beach, please. And I bought it and brought it home and started wearing it. And it wasn't until my husband pointed out to me that it was a pun and that it's not simply requesting to go to the beach, but instead (laughs) it's more like beach, please. I was like, oh, shoot. I still wear it all the time. I don't know how I messed it up. I love puns and I didn't even realize it was a pun. Oh, that's so precious and innocent. I love it. (laughs) You know, I'm reading a book by James Geary called Wit's End. And it's just like about, it's kind of an examination of the art of wit and wittiness. And he has a whole chapter at the beginning of the book about puns and how some people are like, oh, puns are the lowest form of humor, but that actually you have to engage a lot of brain power, intelligence, quick-wittedness to be able to create puns and that they're absolutely not the lowest form of humor. They're actually quite a high form of humor. So 
I hope you feel justified in your lifelong love of puns. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's actually a sign of intelligence. (laughs) Except for when you don't realize it, (laughs) that you accidentally brought some profane Sometimes you accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Another thing that I have loved since I was little that I know it's kind of silly, but I love ghost stories. To this day, I am a grown woman in my mid-40s. And even to this day, like if I see and there's a new podcast comes across my feed, like Spotify loves to recommend podcasts to me. And if there's a new ghostly podcast, I'm like, oh, I have to listen to this right now. (laughs) I just love ghost stories so much. Not so much like ghost movies or ghost shows. Like I like to hear people telling stories of ghostly encounters. I love it so much. I know it's a little silly, but I just can't get enough of them. I really love autocorrect errors. (laughs) If you want to get me, I cannot read through a compilation of autocorrect errors without eventually crying from laughing so hard. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're faked. It doesn't matter if they're staged. I don't care. There's something about accidentally sending somebody like a swear word or some poop humor, bathroom humor or something. I can't help it. They make me laugh so hard. I have one to share with you. Look, I looked for ones that I could share. There's a lot of them are like not appropriate because of course, you know, they're like you're accidentally saying something inappropriate. (laughs) But this one, first person says, I love thunder so much, which honestly, relatable. I love a good thunderstorm. And the reply back is, I know, me too, except when it makes my dog bark. So usually only when I'm outside. And the other person replies back, my dad barks too. We have to comfort him. (laughs) And the person replies, I'm so sorry. I imagine his manly vocal cords cause much more commotion than a small dog. (laughs) And then they reply back like... (laughs) They came back to the conversation much later and said, oh, did you mean dog? <laughs> Listen, oh, that poor dad's out there barking at the thunder again. It's not even that funny, but it tickles me so much. You just read through like 50 of these and I'm like on the floor. Like I cannot handle it. <laughs> I love them too. There's something that's just so silly about misuse of language that I don't know. It will get me cackling every time. Sure. Oh my. Some of the ones from our awesomes, Mindy again, chimed in that she loves watching the fat bears. She's talked about this in the midlife with Mindy and Meg series. She loves watching the fat bears in Cat My Live Cam at explore.org. And campaigning for her favorite fat bear during fat bear week. So, hey, I don't think that's silly. I think it's wildly fascinating. I love it. Kelly says, my favorite dates with my husband include getting a drink, be it cocktail, coffee, whatever, and then playing board games or card games for hours. Something simple. Other people might think it's silly, but it brings them so much joy. Yeah, totally. I like that. Awesome. Kristen said, oh, speaking of, dogs. This one isn't barking at thunder. Kristen said, I like to dance with my dog. He is a big goofball and he starts jumping around and gets into it. Sometimes I even do it in public, which feels a little silly, but it just makes me really 
happy. If I saw Kristen dancing with her dog in public, I would be like, I want to get in on that. That's I want a so demo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 please. Jessica says, I don't know if this is silly or weird. Maybe it's even totally normal, but I prefer to go to the movies by myself. I used to feel really silly and even awkward going up to the box office and saying ticket for one. But it's so nice now that I can buy my own solo ticket online. Loving that for you, Jessica. I'm like, have I ever gone to the movies by myself? I don't know that I have, but now I kind of want to. I don't think it's even silly or weird. Like, especially if if there's a movie like you really want to go and you really want to like actually experience it and you're not having to take care of kids next to you or you people like to talk to you during the movie. Like, I can totally see that. So Isaac, my youngest, is going to be in full day school next year. For the very first time, all my kids will be in full day school because he previously was in half day kindergarten. I am putting going to the movies on my bucket list for next school year. I think that sounds like a fabulous way to spend an afternoon. Love it. Thank you. Jessica's out here inspiring us with something that she thought might be a little silly. Okay, last one. This one I loved so much when I read it. This is from Awesome Alicia, who said, I've always felt somewhat embarrassed about this, and it definitely makes me feel silly, but I almost exclusively prefer reading children's books. It started when my kids were small, but they are all almost out of high school now, and I still sometimes go to the library or bookstore just to browse the children's books. I sometimes feel at a loss when my friends are discussing new books they have read, but the upside is, I always give really good gifts at baby showers. I know all the best children's books. That's so sweet. I love that. Children's books are amazing. Like I relate to this so much. They really are. They're really like you think it's something so simplistic, but there's so many children's books, both classics and modern ones that when you're reading it as an adult, you're like, oh my gosh, this is like I'll start crying or, you know, like maybe there's like little jokes and then there's like the illustrations that go along with it. Like some of them are pretty awesome. Okay, Alicia, like I get this. She needs to write up a list of recommendations for us. Ooh, that would be good. That would Mm -hmm. be so good. We need to tap into these silly interests of our awesome. Celebrate them. Right? It might seem silly to you, but honestly, like look at how many of these are actually bringing something good to the world. Is that our takeaway, Rebecca? Is that a good place for us to wrap this up? I think so. (laughs) Okay. Well, this has been our deep dive into silly and our strong encouragement to keep the awesomes silly, even if you feel a little silly doing it. Rebecca, if people want to find you all around the web to talk silliness or interests or crossbody bags, just where can we find you if we need to have extended conversation with you? Well, my website is simplyrebecca.com and the place I hang out the most on social media would be Instagram. You can find me there and everywhere at simplyrebecca. Okay. And you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Med. You can find the show by searching Sorta Awesome wherever you are. We would love to have you there. Don't forget to come and join one of our communities. We would be so happy to welcome you in this summer. Now is a great time to do that. So awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. 